1983, Toni Morrison was an editor for the trade division of Random House Publishing in New York City. She had long since traded in her birth name, Chloe Ardelia Wooford, but had yet to become a household name. As an editor, she had been a major force in bringing black literature into the mainstream with books by Angela Davis, Gail Jones, Huey Newton, and Muhammad Ali. Her three novels were deeply respected, and her latest, Song of Solomon, had earned the National Book Critics Circle Award. But she was still working as an editor, teaching at multiple universities, and raising two young boys as a single mom. She would wake up at 4 a.m. to write every day. Around that time, Robert Gottlieb, her editor at Knopf, and her colleague sat her down and encouraged her to write full time. She did just that. She went off and wrote Beloved, one of the greatest novels ever written. Beloved won the Pulitzer. It was made into a movie starring Oprah. And it led Toni Morrison to, winning, to win the Nobel Prize in Literature. In a few years, she had gone from a little-known author and editor to being in the pantheon of literary giants. She was there beside the greatest writers of all time. She had not changed. She was still the same person, but who she had been was revealed, transfigured. Today, the last Sunday before Lent, Jesus is revealed. He is transfigured. As New Testament scholar Matt Skinner says, this is the Jesus we want. This is the Jesus we want. This is like the all-powerful Jesus. He's standing there with Moses and Elijah on top of a mountain. No doubt, this is the kind of stuff. Some clarity. Yes, I want some clarity. And as a lover of mountains, I love that this happens on a mountain. <laughs> right? It's a beautiful moment. And there's a reason the transfiguration concludes epiphany. It reveals Jesus' divinity, this epiphany, the revelation of who Jesus was and is and will be. And yet, yet, even this Jesus, the Jesus so many people want, makes us uncomfortable. Here, Peter is our stand-in. This is how most of us would be in this situation. Uncomfortable. Jesus is like, it's good that we're here. Uh, let's see. Uh, 
we could make some dwellings for you. Uh, wouldn't that be nice? Build something. Uh, build something. Let's do something. It is way too uncomfortable just sitting here and watching this go down. Let's do something. A friend of mine used to call this germing. It's like dorking out when someone you really admire is around. <laughs> In 1988, after Beloved was released, 48 black writers, including, including Maya Angelou, Alice Walker, and several other incredible folks, all germed out. They wrote an open letter questioning why Toni Morrison had not won either the National Book Award or the Pulitzer at that point. It was a call to action. In many ways, it was not unlike the disciples' response to the transfigured Jesus. We should do something, they said. Morrison responded gracefully, saying that these peers and friends had heard what she was saying and gave her a resounding amen. On both sides, there were expressions of love. They were saying, this is someone we love. This is my son, the beloved, my child, whom I love. That line, that beautiful line, we have and we will talk about that statement from the divine over and over and over and over again in this room. Because it is essential to the God-love life. It is essential to being followers of Jesus, respecting the dignity of every human being as a child of God, and knowing that we are loved forever. God's beloved and followers of God's beloved. Like the figure in Morrison's novel, God's beloved is killed for the sake of love. It's the Jesus that has gone the extra mile. The Jesus we didn't want. The Jesus we didn't know we needed. When Toni Morrison died last year, the Washington Post, the iconic paper in the town where she literally made her name, first as an undergraduate at Howard University when she replaced Chloe with Toni, and later as a professor when she adopted her married name, Morrison. But D.C., Washington, D.C., the nation's capital, also the place where she first explored writing on the subject of her first novel, The Bluest Eye. The Washington Post headline upon her death read, Toni Morrison, Nobel Laureate, who transfigured American literature, dies at 88. Transfigured American literature. I love that word, transfigured. It is through love that we transfigure. We become and reveal what is and all that can be in its fullness, in its full glory. Today, we, in that love, in that glory, we celebrate. It's 
carnival time, Mardi Gras, the day we celebrate God's beloved and all of God's beloved with whom God is well pleased. I love that Mardi Gras is a time without judgment. (laughs) But the divine voice does not end with This is my child whom I love. It says, listen to him. Listen to them. (laughs) I love that, right? I'm listening to my son right there. Listen. And what does Jesus say? What's the first thing Jesus says that we are to listen to to? To which we are to listen Get up and do not be afraid. Get up and do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of the critics. Do not be afraid of the wards you won't win. Don't be afraid of the work you have to do. Don't be afraid of the path you can't see ahead, the path you have to bushwhack. Don't be afraid of the elections you will lose or the fools who will try to govern our dignity. Do not be afraid of the future or the past or the present when fear or depression or guilt or shame have knocked you to the ground. Get up. Get up again and again and again. Get up and do not be afraid to listen. Listen to the voice of Christ leading you to change the world. Listen to the voice of love guiding you in everything you do. Listen to love eternal working in and through you right now. Listen to the beloved. Amen.